Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Atomic Retirement. I'm your host, Ryan Kilkenny, the founder of Atomic Planning, an independent, veteran-owned, fee-only financial planning firm bringing tax and retirement planning to families over age 50. Atomic Planning is a virtual financial planning practice in Kansas City, serving families from coast to coast, from California to North Carolina. Thank you for joining me and welcome to The Atomic Retirement. In Episode 8, we talked about Social Security and why I believe it may be the best annuity your money can buy. Today, we're talking about 10 Social Security myths that refuse to die. I'll refer to an AARP article from Andy Markowitz, and I'll be sure to put a link to it in the show notes of this episode. So what are the 10 Social Security myths that refuse to die? Well, myth number one is that Social Security is going broke. Social Security is funded by payroll tax revenue from the Federal Insurance Contributions Act. You know it as FICA and the Self-Employed Contributions Act, meaning that part of each paycheck is deducted and going into the Social Security Trust Fund. As you might recall from Episode 8, 6.2% of your gross wages goes to Social Security tax, but in 2022, you only pay Social Security tax on your first $147,000 of income. Income above $147,000 is not currently subject to Social Security tax. Your employer matches your 6.2%, so 12.4% goes into the Social Security Trust Fund. People that are self-employed pay both the employee and the employer portion. Why is this important to know? Well, Social Security is not going to run out of money or go broke as long as workers and employers pay payroll taxes. Sure, the program has its challenges. For example, the Social Security Trust Fund paid out $59.1 billion, more than it received last year, because the number of baby boomers retiring is growing faster than the working population. That's only the second time in the last 25 years that its costs exceeded income, but the trust fund still had a surplus of $2.85 trillion at the end of 2021. Hypothetically, if the reserve ran dry, Social Security would still collect enough payroll tax revenue to pay 80% of its scheduled benefits to retirees. For what it's worth, the reserve nearly ran dry in 1983, but Congress stepped in before that happened and raised the full retirement age, increased payroll taxes, and introduced taxes on Social Security benefits. My guess is Congress would likely do so again if they deem it necessary. Myth number two is that Social Security retirement age is 65. You can collect a reduced benefit beginning at age 62, but your full retirement age is when you are eligible to collect 100% of your benefit. It used to be age 65, but changed as a result of Congress's 1983 overhaul. People born before 1956 have already hit their full retirement age. If you were born in 1956, your full retirement age is 66 years and 4 months. And over the next few years, it will increase by two months per birth year until the full retirement age stops at age 67 for people born in 1960 or later. Myth number three 
is that the annual cost of living adjustment is guaranteed. Social security checks are designed to keep pace with inflation, and automatic annual cost of living adjustments are tied to changes in the consumer pricing index for urban wage earners and clerical workers. We call this CPIW. If there is no change in CPIW from one year to the next, you will not see an increase in your social security check. It is rare, but it has happened three times since 1975 in 2010, 2011, and 2016. Those are the exceptions because most years we do see a change in CPI and inflation. For example, Social Security checks increased 5.9% this year to offset the impacts of inflation, and early projections indicate they may increase Social Security 8% next year. We'll learn the actual cost of living adjustment in October. Myth number four is that members of Congress don't pay into Social Security. This was true before Congress's 1983 overhaul. Prior to that, members of Congress were covered by a pension plan called the Civil Service Retirement System, or CSRS. Today, though, members of Congress pay into Social Security just like everyone else. Myth number five is that the government raids Social Security to pay for other programs. Social Security is a separate, self-funded program. It is not part of the federal government's general fund. That said, the government does borrow from it, and that's probably part of the reason for the misunderstanding. Social Security tax revenue is invested in U.S. Treasuries by law, and the government can spend the interest proceeds on other federal programs. You should know the government has always fully repaid what they've borrowed, and they're not leaving the program with a bunch of IOUs. In fact, the government earned $76.1 billion in interest on the Social Security Trust Fund in 2020. Myth number six is that undocumented immigrants drain Social Security. There is no evidence to support this claim. In fact, A report by Social Security's actuaries said that undocumented immigrants actually added about $12 billion to the program in 2010, and that their earnings and payroll taxes would likely continue to benefit the program down the road. Myth number seven is that Social Security is like a retirement savings account. Your payroll taxes are not kept in a personal account within the Social Security Trust Fund. They fund benefits for today's retirees, and someday you'll receive benefits thanks to payroll taxes from people that are still working. Myth number eight is that you don't pay taxes on Social Security benefits. This was true before the 1983 overhaul, which was passed by Congress and signed into law by President Reagan. Today, up to 85% of your Social Security benefits are subject to tax. How much tax you pay depends on what Social Security calls your combined income, which is your adjusted gross income plus non-taxable interest plus half of your Social Security benefits. I'll say that again. Your combined income is your adjusted gross income plus non-taxable interest plus half of your Social Security benefits. If you file your tax return as an individual and your combined income is between twenty-five dollars to $34,000, dollars 
you may pay tax on up to 50% of your Social Security benefits. If your combined income is more than $34,000, up to 85% of your benefit is subject to income tax. If you file a joint tax return and your combined income is between thirty-two dollars and $44,000, you may pay tax on up to 50% of your Social Security benefits. If your combined income is more than $44,000, up to 85% of your benefit is subject to income tax. Regardless of your income, 15% of your Social Security benefits are currently free from federal tax. 12 states tax Social Security income. They are Colorado, Connecticut, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Mexico, Rhode Island, Vermont, Utah, and West Virginia. Myth number nine is that an ex-spouse's benefits come out of your own. If you are divorced, your previous spouse may be eligible to collect Social Security benefits on your earnings record, but it in no way impacts or reduces your Social Security check. Likewise, you may be eligible to collect benefits on your previous spouse's earnings record. It won't impact their check. Myth number 10 is that you lose benefits permanently if you keep working. Social Security has an earnings limit that can temporarily reduce benefits for people that are still working, but it is not permanent and it does not apply to everyone that continues to work. In fact, the rule only applies to people that claim their Social Security benefits early, as in before their full retirement age, and who continue to work. If you decide to start your benefits before your full retirement age and you continue to work, Social Security will likely withhold a portion of your benefits, and the amount withheld depends on if you'll reach your full retirement age this year. For example, let's say you won't reach your full retirement age this year. What well, $1 in benefits will be withheld for every $2 in earnings you have above $19,560 in 2022? What about people that will reach their full retirement age this year? Well, $1 in benefits will be withheld for every $3 in earnings you have above $51,960 in the months prior to you reaching your full retirement age. You'll eventually get the money back, but it's generally not a great idea to start your Social Security benefits before your full retirement age, especially if you plan to continue to work. The earnings tests does go away when you reach your full retirement age. To quickly recap, here are 10 Social Security myths that just won't die. Number one is that Social Security is going broke. Number two is that Social Security retirement age is 65. Number three is that the annual cost of living adjustment is guaranteed. Number four is that members of Congress don't pay into Social Security. Number five is that the government raids Social Security to pay for other programs. Number six is that undocumented immigrants drain Social Security. Number seven is that Social Security is like a retirement savings account. Number eight is that you don't pay taxes on Social Security benefits. Number nine is that an ex-spouse's benefits come out of your own. Number 10 is that you lose benefits permanently if you keep working. And there you have it, 10 Social Security myths that refuse to die. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Atomic Retirement.
be sure to check out the show notes for helpful links and resources mentioned in today's episode. Are you over 50 and in or near retirement? Well, taxes might be your single biggest retirement expense, especially if you have mid-six or seven figures in pre-tax retirement accounts, like 401ks and traditional IRAs. What is your plan to ensure that you aren't overpaying the IRS in retirement? If I could find legal and ethical opportunities to help you lower your retirement tax bill with strategic tax planning, would you like me to show you? Well, if so, I'm offering a free, no-obligation retirement tax assessment for you. We'll meet through Zoom and address your top financial concerns, and I find that taxes are usually towards the top of that list. To get started, visit AtomicPlanning.com and click the Contact Us button to schedule a meeting time that works best for you. At no obligation, we'll meet through Zoom, and I'll provide you with a complimentary retirement tax analysis that estimates how much you and your heirs might pay in taxes to the IRS. We'll discuss ways you may be able to lower that six- or seven-figure tax bill with tax planning. And I want to be clear, you should pay every cent of tax you owe to the IRS, but by being proactive, you can be in control of your tax bill and pay it on your own terms. Schedule your free retirement tax analysis now by going to atomicplanning.com. Do you love the podcast and find it helpful? If so, you can bet others will find it helpful too. Please hit the subscribe button, leave a five-star review, and a short comment on Apple Podcasts. You have the power to help, and your review can help people find answers to their retirement questions. And spread the word. Please share this episode with someone you think may enjoy it too. Thanks again for taking the time to listen, and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of The Atomic Retirement. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, and it is not investment, tax, or legal advice. Clients of Atomic Planning may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this communication. I try my best to bring you valuable information, but I may not know anything about you or your personal situation. So please talk with your fee-only financial planner, tax, and or legal professionals before taking any action or making any decisions about your own financial plan. Atomic Planning is a veteran-owned Kansas State registered investment advisor providing independent tax and retirement planning.